welcome to the Swamp Men Golf Podcast. We're going to be reviewing episode two of Full Swing, Win or Go Home. Covered a lot of uh, Brooks's mental challenges on the course. Woody, what are your mental challenges when you're on the course? There are a lot of mental challenges on the course. Uh, trying not to think about my score is a big one. I managed to do that this weekend, had a beer halfway round, didn't remember my school, played really well. Literally, that's what I've got to do. The other one is not not doing stupid shit, so not picking out clubs to do stupid shots. Like, I'll go from, like, using a pitching wedge to a seven iron to, like, a three wood to chip in the space of a few holes. Although, this weekend, the three wood did work. Got up and down with a three wood. Like an impossible shot, like under a tree. I very last much enjoyed week. your free wood on the 17th to chip on, knowing that you messed it up last week, brought it straight out of the bag again this week, and really gave it a go. Jack, what are your yeah. mental challenges on the course? Um, my mental challenges, uh, just being real dumb. Um, I, I don't have a layup shot in me, and I will convince myself into doing... Just the most stupid shit. Like, I, I'll, I'll sort of back down way to taking a drive off the deck when I don't need to. I'll, I'll, it'll be something like, oh, I'll tell you what, it, I've got wind in face. I need to hit this one low on running. When I don't, I can just hit any other club. And I'll oh, drive off the deck, sounds good. And, and, and it's also other people can talk me into doing stupid shit as well. And I'll always be on board with it. So, yeah, they're, they're my main mental problems. Uh, what about your stick? So, mine is... When I'm in the backswing of driver, sometimes thinking, right, I've got to smash the absolute shit out of this ball. (laughs) And, like, there's nothing that stops me. It's like, this week, there were these two guys, we're racing to beat the sunlight. These two guys came up and they're like, oh, can we just join you to finish the final couple holes? We're like, yeah, yeah, of course. So I stand on the tee and I think, oh, wait, there's a couple guys here. Got to impress them. Got to absolutely smash this. Put two balls straight out of bounds, just had to walk the 17th. Just completely humiliated myself. And it's happened so many times. Um, Anyway, moving on to the episode. So, Woody, how did you enjoy episode two? I really liked it. I think I preferred it to the one last week. Um, I mean, mainly because of the Masters. Like, who doesn't like the Masters? You know, just watching any Masters coverage just reminds me of watching it as a kid with my dad. Like, I get, like, proper chills watching it, and it makes me love golf just watching it. So that obviously helped. Um, I sort of felt like I I liked Brooks. You know, I don't don't think I've watched much of him talking apart from being grumpy, do you know what I mean, on the course. So, yeah, I I liked his kind of honesty. Do you know what I mean? He was pretty, pretty open, I thought. I liked seeing him at home with his, with his wife and dog. Their house was amazing. Like, proper dream stuff. Do you know what I mean? That view out onto the, like, Florida uh, Keys was, like, incredible. It's made me feel like I miss Brooks. I want him back on the PGA Tour. I, I, I feel like it's mad that he's, he's gone live. He was so... Like, Everything about Brooks was just about being competitive. Like there's there's a phase where he was only winning majors, and he he wouldn't win regular tour events. He'd just win majors because he literally didn't give a shit about them. And how can you have a person who just doesn't care about regular tour events? He's got a wall at home where he only puts his majors up. <laughs> he's got spaces for other majors, and he's 
he no longer wants to. He's joined Liv, and it just shows what golf can do to you. Like him sat at home, just in his be- like you said, buddy, in his beautiful house, beautiful wife, beautiful dog, and she's trying to speak to him, and he's just absent because all he's thinking about is golf. <laughs> he has everything you could want. He's he's a professional golfer, and he's just like thinking about his swing at home. Uh, on episode two, mainly of like, did I think I liked it more than episode one. It had a bit more conflict in it rather than just the pals. Oh, here's my friend who I like to beat sometimes. It wasn't that. It was like, it was like Brooks just like going through inner turmoil. And yeah, just the biggest takeaway is I miss Brooks. And we'll get on to Scotty. I just, he is who I expected him to be. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Stick? What are your thoughts? Um, so I guess that, I mean, I enjoyed it. I find. What I'm going to say I find weird about the series, right, is that they're going from, like, explaining, like, what the cut is. <laughs> like, or, like, they're explaining... In episode one, they're explaining what par was. And then they, they're like, here are the characters. But they don't show you enough. I just want a bit more golf involved. Especially when it's, like, they're, like, they hype, they're like the WM. It's, like, the absolute party of golf. It's, like, show me more of that round. Like, I... One, also, Brooks played really well at the WM, and it was a bit, even though he didn't win, it was a bit of a, like, shit, Brooks is still yeah. an absolute birdie machine, big driver, wedges in, they're going close. Like, he, I think he finished day one leader in that tournament. He was, like, really good, apart from, like, a little bit that weekend. Um, Figala that week was ridiculous, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't drive it in the water on 17 on the final day, maybe he's in that playoff. They didn't really show the playoff. <laughs> um, so if you can, so obviously I've set out what I would like to have seen a bit more of, which is weirdly golf. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jack, is there anything you'd like to have seen more of in the episode? Um, I can tell you what I would like to see less of. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Sheffler. But like, uh, well, he's such a nice guy as well. But uh. Woody, anything you wanted a bit more of? I could have done with a bit more Patrick Cantley. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a phrase literally no one has ever said. <laughs> Maybe they could have. I would have loved it if they'd done the episode, but just had Patrick Cantley and Scotty Sheffler, and just like cut from one to the other and seeing if anyone knew the difference <laughs> like they're both the same man and it, I was even more convinced by the way Scotty was delivering his lines it was like they're all so canned do you know I mean they were like written down they were so bland I was honestly like I was like what did he just say he didn't actually say anything I don't remember <laughs> anything he said there's you? a bit I, I do remember a bit that he said and it's the most vanilla chat ever he's, he's on the tee with his caddy Oh, he was he, he was Bubba Watson's ex caddy, so you so that gives you a bit of context of like the type of people I was hanging around with. And he's like chatting about his wife Meredith. He's like, oh yeah, she she eats popcorn in the bed sometimes. And I'll be like, in the middle of the night, I wake up and there's this popcorn in the sheets. And I'm like, that's made the cut. The, the, the people who edit it on Netflix have thought, well, this is about the best we're getting out of Scotty. Like his wife eating popcorn in bed is making the cut. It's it's a shame because you want to you want to like him because he's so good at golf, but he's just a bit vanilla, isn't he? He's and just... it, 
I think that's why he's good at golf. Yeah. There's no, like Brooke says, like he says, Scott is number one in the world. And he's, he, I can tell you what he's thinking about. And he's thinking about nothing. Uh, let's, I mean, I want to give Scott, you know, you know, a bit of kudos to Scotty. Like he is unflappable. He's so clutch and he seems like such a lovely man. And like, like I said, he didn't fuck off to, like, no, I should be going in on Brooks here because he fucked off to live. But I'm going on Scotty, the nice guy who stayed with the tour, who's probably had an offer as well. But like, even his appearance, appearance makes him seem like a seasoned veteran. And like, Scotty was like rookie of the year like two years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how unflappable and just like, like sort of like, level-headed he is that he looks like a veteran and he's like, no, nah, you, you won rookie of the year like two years ago. Did the episode change your views of Brooks at all? I didn't know that he'd really worked for his tour card. He wasn't just like a product of a, an academy like the other guys. I like, he was a real underdog to begin with, which I didn't really know about him. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I like that he really earned his place. And I think that's what makes his fall so tragic is that he really worked hard to get there. Do you know what I mean? Where some of these guys are just probably more naturally talented than he is. Do you know what I mean? I think he's just like, wants to win at all costs. And now he's starting to question himself. And I don't quite know where that's come from. I mean, golf is like that, I guess. You can just completely lose it. You, we do it every round. Like, they, they don't do that as much. You know, it's like they go through a hot streak. But yeah, I, I liked him because he seemed human. You know, I like players that have frailties like that. Like, it, it, golf is one of those games where you think the hottest player in the world is going to stay the hottest player in the world forever and you can't see any flaws in their game. And then somehow they drop out of it. And it's like, for me, how is Brooks, as you were saying, how is Brooks not up there still? He is, it was only so recently that he was completely dominant. He can't putt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Clearly. <laughs> yeah. He's lost it. He's, he's got the yips. I mean, you saw how many times he pulled it past that hole. It wasn't even that hard a putt. I couldn't believe that. I was like, I'd be getting one of these in. Unless they just cut all the misses in a row. That's probably what they did. Yeah. I mean, great to see people practicing on the carpet. As you know, that is... I'm a very good putter on my home carpet. I know the, the roll. I know the breaks. It's great to see that pros are also doing that. I love that. What about you, Stick? Brooks is Brooks, right? <laughs> like, he's, not, I don't, he's not that relatable. He's a bit of an yeah. arsehole. But he knows it, and I like an arsehole that knows it. Yeah. He, there was that bit where he was uh, sitting on the swing. I think he was speaking to his wife and just, like, stroking the swing. He was, like, <laughs> he was, like trying to comfort himself. He was so, like, lost his, in his own thoughts about golf. And, and yeah. that was a more relatable part, because, you know, when we go away and play golf for the afternoon and we come back and our wives and partners will be like, oh, do you have a good day? Because you think we've gone out for a good day. That's what you think. You think, oh, and you come back and you're like, no, it was awful. And you're like, what, what, why, have you, why have you done it then? Oh, shit, oh, I played awful. Woody played awful. Stick out of time. And, 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 and it, it must be weird to be like, but, you, know, like, you know, if you ask your partner the same question, oh, did you enjoy going out with your friend? But yeah, yeah, really, you know, I had a nice day. And it's <laughs> to get that response back. It, and it, that, that was a, the relatable part of it for me. So, Jack, uh, Scheffler, is he going to win as many majors as Brooks? So what's he on one? Brooks is on four. Do you back him for more? And if you back him for more, give me a number on how many more? I back him for four, the same. Um, 
just because it's so hard to win a major. What Brooks did, he won, he won four in two years, or two and a half sort of years. That was obscene. And like Scheffler is like is riding this sort of like wave of being good. And like like we said before, you can see it, these streaks of golfers. It looked like it's never going to end, but it does. Uh, and to get to four majors is like you saw when how McIlroy got to four, and there's nothing's happened since. Spieth got to three and nothing happened since. But then, like when Brooks got his four, he was asking him in interviews how many things yourself getting. He was like, "Well, four a year for the next fifteen years." So, uh, you know, I reckon I can win at least ten, and like ten's an obscene amount of <laughs> obscene amount of majors. And like I said, it's how long they can ride this this bit of form. And unfortunately, for Scotty at the moment, you've got like Ram, like JT, Rory. Whoever the fuck's coming through as well, like, like you know, Max Homer now looks like one of the best players in the world as well, week in week out. I just, it's just so hard to be up there. Woody, same question to you. Do you back him? Do you back Scheffler for more than four, or less than four? And if it's more, how many? It's not the answer you're going to want, boys. But I think he's going to win more than Brooks. He's just always up there, and when he when he gets in the lead, it's like. You're not going to like this either, Jack, but it's Tiger vibes. He does just blow everyone out of the water. No. I think he will. I, I, it, it's going to ruin a lot of Sundays for me, but I think he's going to do it. I do. I really think he'll be able to, He's so young. You've got to remember, he was a rookie a few years ago. Like, he, I think he, he doesn't look like the guy who's going to be phased by it either. I think he's naturally incredible. Like, I think he will be up there. So, yeah. I mean, I think he could win maybe like six. Something like that. All right, Sticks let me big. let me pour some cold water on both of this mental <laughs> chat. All right, I'm putting him down for one more major. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like you know when people like they, they end up with an injury because their swings are all weird, and then they're never the same player. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those feet, whatever's going on down there, it's all iron play with this mental swing that can't be like, no, that, that's not lasting forever. That's not competing. I, I almost don't know how he makes some of the putts he makes for par to just par things out. That'll go at some point. That's like dropping off. There'll be some more, there'll be some more young kids through the American University Golf Factory that will just take his place. Brings me on to my next question. Which is who do you, like? Who do you actually think is that next player in the world that right now we just think is an absolute force out there? Like I'm, I'm really talking about like top ten, fifteen. Who's going to drop off like Brooks has? Who's going to drop off and you're like, God, where are they now? I think Spieth maybe got one more major in him from just one of those you know weeks that he has, but I think he, I just, he just doesn't seem competitive anymore. He didn't like Spieth when he was at the top, at the top of his game. He sort of like he would never miss a court. He never had to grind for anything like that. But like now, like you can see, like I saw him this weekend at Riv. Like he just didn't make the court. Tiger made the court. He had he's got one leg and a few spine. I'm going to say that a lot in this podcast series. Yeah. But, <laughs> we, so you guys know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Like I don't know. I, I just don't think Spieth hasn't got it in his game that when it's not working to grind out and still get a result you know whereas these other top players like the amount of times Rory's got his C game and it's like oh he backdoors himself into a top five 
you're like, oh, did you play Rory this week? It's like, oh, shocking, but, uh, you know, <laughs> shocking, but I'm still better than everybody. Woody, who do you think's dropping from top 10 in the world to below 50? I'm going to go, oh, I don't even know if he's up there, but I was going to say oh. Hovland. I had exactly the guy's yeah. not got it around the greens. I just think, and he doesn't, he never seems to close out. You don't see him at the top of the leaderboard and then like, you know, pulling off a victory, like out in front. We didn't even really get close anymore. Like I, I always bet on him just because I kind of <laughs> like him. Do you know what I mean? He's a European. Do you know what I mean? And, but yeah, I think he could, I think he could drop out. What I did find funny actually watching full swing was they, they keep using Ricky Fowler as like a, just a voice in it <laughs> head because he's not playing any good golf. So he just appears to say some line about someone. It's like they've sent him a few lines and said, just say this because people like you and you can link this thought to this thought. And then it comes up with his like graphic, which says 113th in the world. Like it's like an insult when it comes up. <laughs> you must be watching at home just like, oh God, the graphic again. Do you know what I mean? It happens every week. But I feel for him because I love watching him play. I really do. And I, I really like him. He seems like a really nice bloke. He's got good style on the course. Jimmy you know he stands out. I'd love him to get back up there, but I, I, don't, I don't think he will. Although he, he seems to be doing better now. So he might, he might you know, get a few top 10 finishes. That's a good take, Woody, that, that like, you know, anytime they need like a fillet, like, give that bloke a bell. Do you know the guy who wears a skateboard hat? Yeah. <laughs> get him on the phone again. We've got another soundbite for him to do. What about, what about you, Stick? Uh, what, uh, who do you think is going to drop off? I actually also agree with the Hovland take. I'm just, a bit of me worries that to actually be like, to win on Sunday, if you're in the final two, you've got to beat the other man that's with like, next to you and like imagine like you know when John Rams just walking around staring hard like looking hard <laughs> like I would be intimidated like by that if I had to step, yeah if I had to step on the tee and like angry John Rams about I'd be like nah he's gonna be <laughs> like that like obviously he's gonna be like me if, if I like if, even if I was a plus nine handicapper I'd be like right now that guy he's got me scared <laughs> so on to my next question. I think it's pretty well signposted in the episode, and we all know now that Brooks joins Liv. I think there's a, like the episode poses a bit of a question I thought, which was, does he join Liv because there's a bit of like he wants, he, he's a bit he tired of the PGA Tour and the kind of boringness of it. He talks about how much he loves the waste management and the party atmosphere. Liv's tried to offer that. But is he also, well, the other thing is, is he just joining because he knows he can't compete anymore. He's like, he's on a bad ride. He thinks he's on the downslope. He's taken the hundred million. What were your thoughts, Woody? Why do you think he's joined Liv? I think it's because he missed um, Bryson. <laughs> 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 he just thought, I've got no one to complain about anymore. Do you know what I mean? No one is going to wear metal golf studs. Um, <laughs> he's missing the click clack of the metal golf studs. He's got no one to blame his poor performances on. I I think he just... Uh, I think he lost it. I think he just thought... He didn't believe in, him, in himself anymore. He just thought, I, I don't have it, which is sad. Like, you could see it. It's when he says, I don't think I have what these other guys have, which is astonishing for somebody who's won four majors. I found that really weird. 
for someone who was so confident. So yeah, I think he's gone for the gone for the money, hang out with his brother, join the Super Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually called. Are they Team Smash? I think they are. I think that's his one. Um, I was going to say, there's a bit in the episode where he says he would give up all the money he's ever earned to put on the green jacket, basically, to win the Masters. And I'm like, that can't be true. <laughs> like that? Like, like, <laughs> nah, you wouldn't be, like, fully unemployed, mate. That would be, like, that would be a <laughs> ridiculous decision. Like, that would be mental. It's like, oh, God, I've actually got to sign on this week. Uh, you've got to claim unemployment. Mad. Um, Jack, why do you think he's joined Liv? Brooks doesn't give a shit about regular tour events. <laughs> and he knows he's qualified for majors for the last five years, if, if in the next five years, uh, from his wins. And he knows he's in the PGA Championship for life, he's in the US Open for life as a pass winner. I, Brooks only cares about the majors, and he doesn't give a fuck about regular tour events. So for me, Brooks is like, well... I get to go and play Super Smash Bros or Crushes or whatever it is with my brother. Uh, you know, get to listen to the Chainsmokers every week doing a concert before <laughs> every week before we play. And he gets to just show up at the majors is the only thing he cares about. For me, it's an astute decision by Brooks. So obviously this episode, we got a little glimpse of Tiger's proper comeback to the 2022 Masters. Jack, as the biggest Tiger fanboy I know, what kind of memories did that stir up? Were you happy to see him in the episode a little bit? Oh, just the retina-burning uh, retina mock fuchsia turtleneck just walking onto the first tee. Like, yeah. that, that, that was, that, that'll always be burnt into my, into my memory. It was just Tiger playing. Like, I, I was doing little... Little, little fanboy like laughs and giggles when I saw him there in the episode just hoping for a bit of content from him there but and you know they sort of out before they did this uh, series they sort of said that oh Tiger's not really featuring it but just to see him there was good and like, do you think for the love of golf and for legacy that John Rahm should donate part of his substantial legs to Tiger just give it just give him a bit of right leg <laughs> the fact that he made the cut I mean he did it again this week is just like the fact that Brooks didn't make that cut and Tiger's making that cut with like a big old limp around the court. It's just, it's ultimate, like, just, I don't care how injured I am. I'm just still better than you. Like, how he's still that good is, like, disgraceful. So as I did last week, I'm going to ask you both for your most tour player moment of the week. Well, we've already covered it, but it's got to be the popcorn chat from Scheffler. I mean, that was just so lame. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's why he should never be mic'd on the course. <laughs> Jack, do you agree? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, we, we're asking for players to be mic'd. We want players to be mic'd. We love that little bit of back and forth that you know uh, Morikawa had this week with the with the AirPod in. It was like, oh, this is great. We want more of this. But do it to the right people, though. And yeah, uh, what about you, Stick? Uh, mine was Colin Morikawa's dog wearing shoes while on a private jet. <laughs> like, how, like, what is this? What, what, like, how is the world so different for you that your dog needed to wear shoes for this jet journey? <laughs> I'll add in that we've seen Medalist in both episodes so far. Maybe we just need to go to Medalist and start like 
PGA Tour player spotting. Like, how many mem- how many people are members at Medalist? Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did think it was like a bit of a weird commune. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're all there without shoes on, kind of walking around <laughs> partying. Hey, Woody, Woody, you're, you're the only person, oh, sorry, the only thing with shoes on at Medalist is Morikawa's dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, any other business this week? Obviously, we talked a little bit about Genesis, but John Ram just being an absolute beast and on fire at the moment. Um, how many wins? Does anyone know how many wins it is out of how many starts? Something mad. Five wins in nine starts, and uh, it's he's won three three times on a tour, on, on a PGA won... tour so far this year. I read hit something like he is ninety three under in twenty rounds, and if he walks up to a hole, he averages birdieing it twenty five percent of the time. Currently, it's like the the stats are just crazy. He's back to one in the world. Woody, do you think we're seeing a, like, is this one of those spurts that has happens with, like, Scheffler did last year? Or do you think that he's going to really stake a claim to being some kind of long-term, wins a major this year, long-term number one in the world? We see him there for a couple of years. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think he's got it. I mean, when his partner's putter's hot it you know you can put it in from anywhere and he's just so versatile do you know what I mean and he's got this like real power in his swing do you know what I mean he like hits the ball a long way his short his like sawn off swing is crazy like I don't know how he gets so much distance like if I tried to half swing like that it would go, it would go nowhere do you know what I mean it's like it's mad he looks like he chips everything well they say the um, power in the golf swing comes from your base and pushing up and John Rahm being part three. He has more of a base than yeah. all of us. He's an ent. He's an ent, yeah. He's just going to walk around with Zalatoris on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously Patrick Handley on the other shoulder. <laughs> So next week's episode looks like it's going to cover the split between the PGA Tour and Liv through the eyes of Ian Poulter. The postman delivered him a big cheque and he left for money. So we'll be covering that. Uh, so it's bye from me. Bye from my co-host Jack. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye, bye guys.